One of the Democrats expelled from the Tennessee legislature has undergone a radical transformation. More examples emerge of the left-wing takeover of schools, plus the fallout from Bud Light's transgender partnership is dramatic. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the radical transformation of now former Democrat Tennessee State Rep Justin J. Pearson. I say former because Pearson was recently kicked out of the Tennessee legislature for his role in completely taking over the state house in a massive gun control protest. The protest followed the tragic killing of six people, including three children, by a transgender psycho. But hey, people like Pearson would rather protest the guns than figure out what's going on with these shooters. But here's what's interesting. Something radical happened between college and the Tennessee legislature. It's either a leftist transformation that would make even hardcore Marxists be proud, or it's an example of the fakest political pandering I've ever seen. Just a few years ago, 2016 to be exact, Pearson seemed to be a regular college student. He was running to be president of the student government at Boudin College in Maine. Here's a clip from one of Pearson's campaign videos. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boudin Democrats to the Boudin Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. So, Pearson says he wants to fight for the so-called radical middle. Well, it only took a few years for him to dump the middle part and go radical. But now, people are left wondering if Pearson is just a 100% fake political opportunist whether his transformation is real, because he's gone from well-spoken college kid to full-on Black Panther. Here's Pearson now. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Yep, that's the same guy complete with the free at last accent, which to me is the clue that this guy is in full pander mode. Democrats always seem to do that. Remember AOC? I'm proud to be a bartender. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding clothes for other people to buy. There is nothing wrong with preparing the food that your neighbors will eat. There is nothing wrong with driving the buses that take your family to work. What a goof. At least Pearson can hold the accent for a complete sentence. AOC can't even do that. But Pearson is now getting roasted on social media with commentator Ian Miles Chong calling Pearson a complete fraud and OutKick founder Clay Travis noting that Pearson's transformation looks like an SNL skit. There's a chance Pearson could get reinstated. And by the time today's show airs, that could be the case. But if Democrats do reappoint this guy and he eventually is elected again, it just shows you that the Democrats are not serious about the issues. Grandstand against the guns, but do nothing about the society and culture that is being pushed by the radical left. That's what the Democrats are all about. All right, 
Next, let's talk about education. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about America's government-run schools. Because if you wanna know what is wrong with society and culture, as I just mentioned, all you need to do is look at the schools. From promoting racial division, to sexualizing children, to promoting pro-leftist, anti-American ideology, the Democrats and those on the left have transformed government-run schools into a training ground for future radicals. Patriotism isn't taught. History is being revised. Children are told that math and concepts like hard work and good grades are symbols of white supremacy. It's just crazy. And as parents are fighting back, more and more problems are being discovered. Here's an example. Florida parents have discovered a book called Assassination Classroom in middle school libraries, which describes students bringing weapons into school to attempt to kill their teacher. Unbelievable. Uh, members of the group Citizens Defending Freedom are joining parents and asking for the book to re be removed from middle school libraries because of what they say is, quote, explicit violence, mild profanity, and graphic sexual activities. What's going on here? A book about shooting up schools? And this is available to middle school children. Sarah Calmucci heads up Florida's chapter of Citizens Defending Freedom. And the organization has been doing great work in identifying books that are simply inappropriate for children. If you're an adult, hey, read whatever you want. But there are certainly books there that are not appropriate for children. And it seems that the left is focused on destroying childhood by exposing kids to sex and violence at a younger and younger age. I think with the prevalence of school shootings at this time, you know, law enforcement, school districts, they're working together to protect children when we have content in the libraries that's glorifying, glamorizing, and sexualizing school shootings. And it's counterproductive. Great comments. And I wish people would ask these leftists, why aren't you promoting civics? Why aren't you promoting patriotism? Why are you so focused on sex? And yet that's exactly what the left is pushing sex and violence. A middle school in New Jersey recently held a flag raising ceremony where the school announced that it would fly the LGBTQ transgender pride flag all year long. This is at a middle school. Government run schools should be flying one flag, the American flag, maybe throw in a state flag as well. But the transgender flag? It's time that schools focus on the basics, teaching kids math and science and history. Parents are fighting back to be sure but a whole lot more needs to be done. All right, next here's an update on the disaster brewing with Bud Light beer. The brand decided, according to the Bud Light VP, that it needed to evolve and elevate in order to sell more beer. It's like we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what, is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Yep, just one problem. The idea is to sell beer. And it's clear that this executive does not care about selling beer. She just wants the brand to be woke. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. Oh no, 
can't be fratty and have so-called out-of-touch humor. So the solution was to partner with transgender Dylan Mulvaney, who goes around as a caricature of a woman. And the result has been a disaster. As reported by Fox Business, bars and restaurants around the country are seeing a dramatic decrease in sales of Bud Light. A bar in Massachusetts called Braintree Brew House notes that Bud Light usually outsells Miller Light and Coors Light by 25 to 1. This past week, 80% of Bud Light drinkers ordered something else. Singer-songwriter John Rich also owns a bar. He spoke to Tucker Carlson about the situation. Customers are king, so I own a bar downtown in Nashville called Redneck Riviera, and our number one selling beer up until a few days ago was, guess what, Bud Light. That was the number yeah. one beer. We got cases and cases and cases of it sitting back there. But in the past several days, you're hard-pressed to find anybody ordering one. So as the business owner, I just go, hey, if you guys aren't going to order it, we got to put something else in here. And at the end of the day, that's capitalism, right, Tucker? That's how it works. That's right. That's capitalism. But capitalism is hated by the left because the last thing the left wants is for people to decide what they like or don't like and leave it to the woke Bud Light to forget about the consumer when trying to sell beer to the consumer. All right, let's just talk about the rising crime around the country and how it's affecting companies like Whole Foods and Walmart. And here's what's interesting. You have all of these left-wing cities like San Francisco. Residents keep electing Democrats over and over and over again. The Democrats bring with them policies like defunding the police. The result is decreased police morale, hiring shortages, retention problems, and of course, rising crime. This goes on until the point where left-wing companies like Whole Foods which supports the Democrats, who support defunding the police, then start complaining that crime's out of control. It's become so bad in San Francisco that even Whole Foods is closing up shop. Whole Foods is temporarily closing its downtown flagship store located in San Francisco's mid-market neighborhood just one year after it opened. The company says concerns about worker safety forced the shutdown. The neighborhood has seen a spike in crime, including shoplifting and drug use. A local lawmaker says more police staffing is needed to tackle quality of life problems. Of course more police are needed. But again, concepts like capitalism or education or public safety are of little concern to the left. They simply want complete and total adherence to their ideology. Cities and states will crumble, but that doesn't matter. It's all about control. And when you let the left have control, like in San Francisco, what you get is ruin. It was really discouraging to walk to work this morning and to realize that the only thriving business that's going on on the corner of Market Street and 8th Street is drug dealing. We deserve better as a city. Now, Matt Dorsey, the member of the Board of Supervisors in that clip, made an interesting comment. But is it accurate? He said San Francisco deserves better as a city. Does it? Does it deserve a better outcome when everything that is ailing the city is the direct result of votes by elected officials who are voted in by the residents of the city? You kind of get what you pay for. And this is a perfect example. Another example is Chicago, where Walmart is closing half of its metropolitan area stores do the stores losing hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. Just some words of wisdom. If people are too afraid to go out and shop in your stores, if vandals keep breaking windows and thugs keep shoplifting, you might lose money. The question is, will these companies and the voters ever learn? All right, and next, a quick note on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis 
in the bogus organization PolitiFact. Now, PolitiFact is one of those fact-checking services that always seems to go after conservatives, but lets outrageous claims and outright lies from the Democrats go unchecked. And when the service does side with Republicans, it does so grudgingly and with some kind of disclaimer. Case in point is a recent statement by DeSantis that leftist Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg has downgraded over 50% of his felony cases to misdemeanors. That's a true statement. That's why bad guys are back on the streets. PolitiFact decided to examine that claim and add context, saying, yes, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has downgraded felonies, as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said, but it's a common practice among pure counties. Basically, the organization is trying to downplay the weight of the comment when we know the comment itself stands alone. Now, reaction across social media against PolitiFact has been great, such as from radio host Joe Cunningham, who posted, we regret to inform you that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is correct. Great comment. And it just shows that we must be very careful with these so-called fact-checking groups, because what they really are doing is providing their own form of disinformation. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.